Hey, I'm Brianna. And I'm Lauren. It's easy to compare yourself to others on social media. But if there's one thing we know, it's that Instagram is just a highlight reel. That's why we are bringing you raw and honest conversations on success, health, finance, and relationships from the people who aren't afraid to speak the truth. Anything else is all bullshit. Good morning. I know. Well, good afternoon for me here. Oh, yes. yeah. I keep forgetting. I'm so used to, we used to be on the same time zone for so long and now we're not. I feel like I'm ahead of everybody else. It feels like I don't have to wake up as early. It's sad because obviously I was on that time zone for so long, grew up on the East Coast, lived there my whole life. And so a lot of my family and friends are in that time zone still. And then my sports like Uh Penn State like so they did just change the game but the first football game of the season it's actually this weekend I think um it was gonna be at 8 a.m eastern time which I don't even know why they would make the players do that like that's just rude but they changed it but I was like yo you're really about to have me up at four in the morning on a Saturday to watch football I would have done it though worth it yeah I've done it I went to um I guess I went to the Rose Bowl several years ago and I did like the, what do they do before the Rose Bowl where they have like an ESPN game day? Mm -hmm, I went mm -hmm. to like the game day and I think it was like at five in the morning and people were like drinking. I was just, I wasn't drinking at the time, but I was like, this would be very dangerous if I was. Oh my God. Penn State, every game weekend, like you like blacked out Friday night and then you woke up Friday morning at the ass crack of dawn because you didn't sleep well because you just drank a bunch of stuff and you're probably on someone's couch or something and then you started drinking again. Right. It's a problem. By the time I went to college, I was practically sober and not like an adult and not thinking about any of the partying. So I missed uh, out on uh, all of that. You went a little later, right? I did. Yeah. I went to college. I went back to college when I was 25. So... I was just like, I don't know what the hype is with all this. Plus, I went to a dry campus. Like, you weren't supposed to drink on campus. And it's not to say that people didn't still do that. Like, they did. But your RA could, like, raid your room and then you'd get – like, we'd get written up for candles. Like, we weren't allowed to have candles. That's exactly how the school was that I went to before I transferred to Penn State. And that's why I transferred. Like, I mean, but I was also, like – 19 years old I was like I'm not dealing with this shit and like you know you roll in your RA sees you hammered like at Penn State like your RA is like trying to help you like just go hide in your room at St. Francis so, like oh, I'm writing you up I got too many drinking violations I got kicked off campus oh my gosh no way <laughs> it's a story well, for another day but yeah you could just show up to the campus hammered like acting like you're hammered and then they wouldn't know the difference you'd be like no this is just how I am you know me <laughs> what I would do now. Just keep like a steady like. <laughs> just like just be falling over all the time. Be like this is just who I motherfucker am. Breathless me. Breathless me. Just like throw up <laughs> on command. <laughs> Yesterday I was scraping my tongue and I threw up. Like I didn't know. It was it was so gross. <laughs> I was just using my tongue scraper and I was like <laughs> like I, I didn't I I know my gag reflex is not that sensitive. Trust me. Girl. <laughs> but yesterday it was a sensitive gag reflex. And I was like, that's so – it totally threw me off. And I'm not going to say it ruined my day because the day before was really shitty. So it would have taken a lot to ruin my day. But it just – it made me, like, question who I was. I was like, who am I? Like, like I'm not – 
I thought I was deep throat Danielle, and now here we are. Like, apparently not. I don't think Danielle's really a deep throat name. Deep, deep throat. throat destiny. That makes more sense. I don't want to. I don't want to rag on people who name their kids things like destiny. But also, who hurt you? <laughs> or 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 hope? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it because you don't have any hope? That's why you had to name your kid that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every time I ask my mom, like, why she picked my name, she, like, changes the answer every time. Like, for all of the children. Like, I'm just like, all right, do you know? Were you high? Is this why I'm like this? Yeah. I don't know. I, like, there's nothing, nobody's safe in this episode, apparently. But I just, I just, but I do wonder. I'm like, okay, now, you do know that there is a higher proportion of strippers and porn stars that have that name, right? So, are you just trying to set them up for a cash flow positive career or the, is it a family name? <laughs> was there, was there a grandma destiny <laughs> and you want to really remember her legacy? <laughs> I know a girl from, I know two girls from growing up named destiny. So I'm just laughing cause I'm envisioning them. <laughs> yeah. It's you just can't help those name associations. That's all. You know, like you just know that girl who has destiny who got the tattoo on her butt when she was 15. You know, like you just you know that girl. Yeah, you know that girl. I mean, also I got a tattoo on my butt when I was 15. Um, and my name is Lauren. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, I walked into a tattoo parlor with a fake ID. All of my tattoos look like fucking dog shit now. Like, they all, like, bled. I'm like, uh, alright, cool. <laughs> like, I have an arrow on my wrist. Definitely looks like a penis now. It's fine. Oh, let me see fine. it. Oh, is it? Or is it not accessible? Well, mine, because, you know, when you gain weight, you're... Like, those uh, lines used to be individual. It's um, a very skinny penis, if that's a penis, but I could, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I guess just because the lines on the back end of the arrow, um are now all together, so they're, like, the balls. And then the front part used to be, like, skinny lines, but now it's just, like, the tip of a dick. It's, like, all blood blood together. It looks real nice, let me tell you. It doesn't look bad. If you wanted to convert it to a dick, if you are committing the rest of your life to the kingdom of dick, I don't know, and you need a tattoo. I can be Handjob Hannah, and you can be Deep Throat Destiny. Perfect. There we go. I'm going to have to (laughs) rebrand. Um, speaking of names, though, just really quick naming your children. Um, so, you know, I forget if I've talked about this on this episode. I try to censor myself just because I don't know who listens. But Kevin's mom can be difficult sometimes. We'll leave it at that. And, um, so I've decided that I want to be difficult in return. And I said that I really want to tell her, like, the entire pregnancy, like, when we have kids, and I want to name, we're going to name our kid, like, something ridiculous, like, Apple Blossom or, like, something. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> and then that way, that way, like, we're, like, going to tell everyone, like, everyone that we know, like, listen, if Kevin's mom's at, at mom asks, this is what we told her the baby name is. Like, you have to stick to it. Don't mess this up. <laughs> yeah. And then on the day it's born, we're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> would never name it that I don't know I just feel like I want to fuck with her a little bit I think that you should go down the entire line of Bath and Body Works body splashes so you have Apple Blossom you have uh, Midsummer Night's Dream Cucumber Melon Sweater Weather yeah 
I don't, it's been so long since I've been to a Bath and Body Works, but I think that's a really good stretch. Apple blossom. Pumpkin apple. Basically anything with apple in it, I think, could be good. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow named her baby apple. I was wondering, I was trying to remember who it was. I knew that there was someone that did that. We could go with uh, Blue Ivy. What? Beyonce's baby is named Blue Ivy, but like, not Ivy, like Ivy-Y. It's like the number, like the Roman numeral four. Like Ivy, like Ivy drip. Like the number four. I don't know. So the, I don't know. the formal the formal name is Blue Intervenous. <laughs> What's wrong with people? I'm I do. Like, we're not making them. this up. Like I feel like to an extent, like what do you name your kid? Because you always know someone with that name. Like any common name, I'm like, no, I can't name him because of this. Oh no, I hooked up with that guy. We can't name the baby that. Oh no, I know that girl in high school. She was a bitch. We're not naming her that. Like. What what do you name your kid? I have my baby names, but I'm not gonna say them on here, so because I don't want anybody taking them. But mm-hmm. like, there's not that many left. I literally only have there's only two boy names that I like, and mm-hmm. Kevin doesn't even really like them. But I mean, we got Slim Pickens. What are you gonna do? Well, it's not like your last name is Dahmer and your favorite first name is Jeffrey. So I just, you know what I mean? Like, could be worse. Things could be worse. You're right. <laughs> Like, you have a good, like, both of you have good last names, so it's not like it's going to be a ubiquitously terrible decision. You're just, Josh is fine. If you decided to get married, would you keep your last name or change it? I would probably keep my last name. Changing the last name is just an old tradition, and I recently had to order a new social security card, and that was a pain in the ass. I don't really do well with administration. I heard there's a lot of work to change it. It is. Like, it's a whole thing. And for what reason? Like, at this point, I'm 35. I don't find the reason to. I don't. I guess I just don't know enough about what, what the benefits are of changing your last name. Do you? What would you do? Um, I think if I wasn't going to have kids, I would probably most definitely keep my last name. But I like the thought of, like, me and my whole little family having the same last name. Like, I don't want it to be, like, Brianna Henry, Kevin Cook, and then, like, our children, like, blank Cook, or, like, blank Henry Cook or something, like, for the kids' last names. I just think it, like, makes it less confusing and, like, makes it feel more whole if we all have the same last name. So I'm still kind of torn, because I think Brianna Cook sounds stupid. I don't think it sounds stupid, but I think that you bring up a really good point about why you would change a last name. Like, I think I just don't have a compelling enough reason. I also don't have a suitor. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a, a man friend. So step one, we need a spouse. <laughs> then we decide if we change the last name. Don't worry, I don't even no. have a ring, and it's been five and a half years. So who the fuck knows? Maybe I won't be Brianna Cook. Maybe I'll be something else. We'll see. Does it bother you that you don't have a ring yet? Is it coming around the corner? I wouldn't use the word bother, but I do have like crazy baby fever, and I do want a baby like in the next handful of years. I grew up with young parents. I liked having young parents. My mom had three kids by 26, and I'm already past that mark. Like, and, like, my mom still isn't even 50 yet, and I like that. So I I want the ring because I want to work towards... Because, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to get the ring and then get married right away. Like, I want time to plan a wedding and to enjoy being engaged. And then, once I'm married, enjoy that for a little bit and then have kids. So, I want the ring because I want the process to get to get going. 
And also, like, we've, I think we've said this before, like, I just want a fucking ring on my hand. Like, they just look cool. I just want my ring. Like, where is it? So it does bother me a little. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not necessarily in a rush. Like, I'm only 27. Like, I don't feel super old. Like, I don't feel like, oh my god, I don't have it yet. And I'm also not, like, everyone else has one. Like, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. I don't, I don't abide by, like, anybody else's timelines. Like, none of that bothers me. I just know that I do want kids in five years or less, hope preferably less. And so I would like to move towards that. It sucks that that has to play into our decisions. I think women have so much that they have to think about. Like we have so much we have to think about because you can't really balance the career with the desire to have kids with the, I mean, it's just hard. Like that's why we talked about this whole idea of balance. I don't know if it ever really exists. Like I feel like you just have your different priorities at certain times in your life. And then you focus on other things. I know for someone like me, it's hard when I'm just meeting somebody I went to the doctors yesterday and she was just like, oh, so are you married or what's your situation? And I lied to the doctor that I was like, I mean, in this relationship because I'm not in a relationship anymore, but I feel like people respect you more when you say that you are like committed in a relationship. And I don't know why I found myself like, oh yeah, you know, long-term situation. And and just like, oh, that's really cool. Where does he live? And I was like, fuck, now I have an imaginary boyfriend long-term. Who asked that? Why is that the follow-up? Because I had just said that I just moved here and okay. I, was going, I was going for a consult for Botox, if everyone needs to know. And I... It was like a classy office and I didn't feel inferior. It wasn't like that. It was just that like I wanted to feel like this woman who is desired and I wanted to feel like I am this woman who has it all together. And it was like this imposter syndrome started creeping in. I was just like, you can be anyone you want to be right now. You're considering Botox. Who the fuck are you? You can let them know who you are. And it doesn't even have to be true. And like all this stuff just started coming out. And I was like, I mean, it sounds like I'm a psychopath. You're probably agree. You're like, what the fuck is <laughs> I'm just really bad at lying. And like, I don't like think of lying on the spot. And like, that's like a white lie. Like, it's not like we don't count yeah. that as a real lie. But like. I, like I was telling you, like, I don't think before I speak, so I think that's why I, I, like, always tell the truth, because I just, like, don't think of, like, what can I, I don't want to say the truth, what can I say here instead? Yeah, it was more for me. I think, also, I didn't want, like, I love being single, and I'm I'm really happy with being single. Um, I almost wanted to protect her feelings. I didn't want her to be like, oh, this poor girl is like 35, just moved here alone, single, coming to me for Botox. Like, wow, what a sad case. Or like, oh, oh, girl power. Like, you're going to look so amazing fire. All the guys are going to be all like, I didn't want her to have some like false interpretation of my situation because quite honestly, I'm very happy now. I'm the happiest I've been in a really long time. And to protect other people's expectations of what that looks like, 
I feel like I just have to be like, it's because I'm in a relationship. That's, that's really what it is. I don't know. So. No, I get what you're saying. And I know that you're not in a relationship right now, but yeah. that doesn't mean you don't have your shit together, which is what we wanted to talk about yeah. today. And I, I do hate that that's like a misconception. You Maybe you have the career and the finances and the friendships and the spiritual and the self-help, but you're not in a relationship, so you really don't have it all together. Like, bitch, I do though. Well, I think step number one in having your shit together is knowing that that just has to be what it looks like for you. And like you said, other people pretend they have it together, but they really fucking don't. So for you, having your shit together doesn't have to include having a significant significant other, at least not right now. Maybe down the road, you decide that that's part of like, okay, you know, these other areas of my life are thriving, but my love life is lacking. I need to get it together and try something new here. But right now, you're not at that point. So that's great. So, and mm-hmm. you know that, and that works for you. And for someone else, maybe they really do feel lonely and they really do feel like they need to get it together in their love life. And that's okay too. But you don't need to base what having it together, quote unquote, is for you based on what other people had and what other people are doing. I think that's right. rule number one of having your shit together. Right. Being really thorough and honest about what that means for you. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I also used to be this person that would just be so honest with all of my dirty laundry. And there's strength and vulnerability, but also there's something about being a little bit reserved. Something that I haven't learned yet that I do agree that I need to, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit in another episode, how I was saying I kind of feel obligated to tell people, you know, I have, I drive a Mercedes, but it's an old used one. And I think that that kind of ties in there. Like people don't need to fucking know that. No. Why don't you just let people think that you are this person? Like you don't have to give everybody your secret sauce, Mm -hmm. you know, like make them ask you what the secret sauce is. And I think that goes for like a personal brand a business, anything, you are this amazing marketing channel for yourself and anything that you want to do to that point. Like having your shit together is stop telling people that you don't have your shit together. And in that moment, just to go back to that, that moment with this doctor, it was just like, I just didn't feel like saying that I was single. And that's the reason why I just said that. Yeah, I have a, you know, I just didn't feel like talking about being single. Yeah. Which you have the right to feel that way and to say whatever the hell you want. It's not like a life or death situation here. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So what what do you think step number two is? Was there a step number two or is it just... I would say step number two is looking at which areas of your life separate things in your life that matter to you. So for me, I wrote down a list, um, career, finances, in no, in no particular order, careers, one, finances... Health and fitness is one, relationships, spiritual, self, so like self-care, mental health, like just me, how I feel about myself as a person, what's going on in my own head. So that's six for me. And then I like to look at how can I make sure instead of having one cup that's full and then having these other five cups only have a little bit in them, or, you know, maybe one cup is half full, one's a quarter, one only has a drip. Like, how can I make these cups as even as possible? And as we talk about all the time, there's going to be different seasons in your life where maybe right now I focus more on my career. And then 
maybe in two months, I want to focus more on my health and fitness. So that's okay too. It doesn't always have to be completely balanced, but just looking at these sectors of your life and seeing what is even most important to me right now. Like if I, if, if relationships is on the back burner for me and I want to put my career first, that's okay. But how long can you do that without burning out? And then you realize, well, shit, my relationship cup is dry. You ain't got no drips in there. So figure out, you know, what's important to you right then and there and reassess it as often as you need to. I think that that's a really good point. Um, Yeah. And then just with all of the different, you know, balls in the air, like how many glasses you have right now. And it's like, we waited tables. We know how to fucking carry a lot of shit, like Mm -hmm. literally and, you know, figuratively. Um, And I know this about glasses when they're full. If you stare at the fucking thing while it's full, it's going to spill. But if you just trust in yourself and you're just like carrying it on a tray or fucking in your hand or whatever, like it's going to be okay. Do you remember that? Like when you're waiting tables, <laughs> like if you stare at this really fucking full martini, like it's going to splash all over the place. But if you just trust yourself and carry it, it's fine. Yeah. That's actually really true. I never even thought of that. You're like, oh, like, so you're saying I can carry a tray like I do every fucking day of my life without spilling something? Weird. Yeah. Writing lists is something that I just started doing. Um, you inspired me to do this because I see you always like write things down. And so I went to Target and I got one of these like $10 notebooks, which is against my better judgment because I could have gotten the same one at the dollar store. TJ Maxx for notebooks. Cute as fuck, but half the price. Anyway, carry on. Okay. So, no, that's a really good tip, actually. I have a million Um, notebooks. I have one for every sector of my life. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, that's. I was watching your YouTube video, actually, where you were showing, like, all your notebooks and all the things that you you wrote in it when you first started Waylon, and that was, like, really inspiring. And I used to do that, and I stopped doing it. Um, And now I have, like, I use the Notes app on my phone. I use the Notes app on my laptop. I use Google Drive. But there's something about writing it in a notebook. That's even like yesterday. You were like, do you use the Google Calendar? I was like, nah, paper and pen, man. I'll forget it if I type it. That's different. So the reason why I have to use Google Calendar. You're just more organized than me. Let's be honest. It's not that. It's not that. It's just that because I have discovery calls with potential clients and I do Zoom, you like there's the plugin in Chrome that interfaces with Google Calendar. And that's why I put our recording sessions on Google Calendar because we also use Zoom. And it's just kind of like, um, I don't know, like good business practice to send somebody an invite when you have a meeting. So that's why I use it. But I still write stuff down like in the morning, like on my to do list, you know, it's yeah here. Like I'm just what always- I have so impressed by people. I'll see they have this like full like calendar for the full day. I actually was watching, um, if you watch like one of my old YouTube videos, I'm pretty sure I show like I was trying to plan out my entire day because I paid for this business course and that's what I saw. And they had like every segment of the day planned out, color coded, like even down to like if you had laundry or had to do the dishes, like they had it scheduled in. And I was like trying that for a little while and it lasted for like a week. And I was like, ah, fuck this. Like I'm... I am a chaotic, all over the place, messy person. I thrive that way. Yes, I do need a little bit of order. I like my lists. I like writing things down. I have like my paper notebook and things like that. But I also like to throw shit all over my desk. If I showed you my desk right now, you'd be like, are you okay? How can you find anything? Like, I like that. So like for me, having every minute of the day planned out and color coded and shit, I'm like, nah. I don't like that either. That doesn't work for me either. 
I don't, too much. I like knowing the tasks that I have to get done and then going with how I know I feel throughout the day because energy is a huge unaccounted for an overlooked resource. Like people just try to cram all this stuff in the day and it's like, you don't have energy to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just, instead of all of these things that you say you have to do and all these meetings, why don't you just pick the most important ones and get those out of the way first. Like I like this morning, you know what I really wanted to do, even though I had other stuff I like should have done. I really just wanted to clean. And I like starting out the day with straightening up and tidying up. Like I like making my bed and I like doing that. It doesn't mean that I'm the most, it's not because I like so much better than people that don't do that. It's just, I like doing it. (laughs) That makes me feel good. I used to feel um, guilty because I would, I would read, you know, these books um, about super successful people and watch YouTube videos and, you know, take all this content in in different forms. And all of these people, like, had these, like, you know, they woke up, they did their journal, they meditated, they did their workout, like, then they did this, they did that, and they had these routines every day. And I used to feel guilty about the fact that I wasn't like that. I was like, oh, well... I won't be as successful if I don't start doing things this way because that's how all the successful people are doing it. And then I don't remember who, but someone else had said, you have to do it how it works for you. Like Mm -hmm. if I would stop beating myself up over the fact that I could forget to fucking journal and meditate every morning and I would just do the other things that help me get going and just start on how I like to do things as long as I'm doing things, I'll be quite all right. You know what I mean? Like I'll still get shit done. And that's one of the other points I wanted to say is just start with something. Like that's why the whole making your bed thing is such an important task for some people because then you know you started off the day the first thing you did was something productive. You made your bed. You you know what I mean? Like that's why it's a huge thing in the military. Like you have to make your bed every morning. For me, I'm not making my bed. Kevin's still sleeping when I leave. My first thing that I like to do yeah. is I get up and I work out. That's how I like to start my day, move my body. If I try and start it any other way and I try to do something else, it's just not the same for me. I don't have the same energy levels throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So find a routine that works for you and just start start with something. Take action. Quit talking about all the things you're going to do. Quit talking about your to-do list and your goals and your plans. Like, yeah, saying them out loud is great and whatever else. But I even know, like, me and my friend Mia, um, we talked about it last episode and I didn't I didn't give you guys her handle. She's at Fit M-E-E-Z. You are F-I-T. Me and her talk all day, every day. Our boyfriends, like, make fun of us. They're like, what the fuck else do you, like, have to say? How are you guys talking nonstop? But Mm -hmm. we're always talking about our fitness goals. And it's funny because they don't really change that much. I mean, here and there, one day we'll say, oh, we're cutting. And the next day we're so, oh, we're walking. But it's funny because we're both very knowledgeable. We're both online coaches. We're both certified personal trainers. We both have nutrition experience, everything else. But for some reason, we feel like we have to talk about it all the time. Well, this is what my plan is now. And I'll even talk about my story. Oh, now I'm buckling down. When in reality, I don't need to fucking say anything. Just do it. Stop talking about the fact Mm. that I want to lose weight. Like, yes, it's different because I try to influence and I try to share with people. But Mm. I said that to myself one day. I'm like, why do you keep talking about this with her and then not acting on it? Like, I'll, I'll work on it for a little bit and then I fall off and whatever. And I'm like stop saying you're going to lose the weight and just fucking do it already. Like I literally have that conversation with myself. So I think that's super important. Like if you don't know how to get your shit together, just start with something, start taking action, stop talking about it. 
take one step and see where it takes you. And I think that that's where like the meditation comes into play because I'm not a meditator either. Or I, you said that you are and you do that, but I actually have never been a meditator and I'm never going to be at this point. Um, for me, what that is, is something intentional, like a morning walk or, um, you know, starting my day with a big glass of water and lemon instead of coffee and then cleaning and like taking pride in my space, taking ownership of my life is like a form of meditation for me and setting some intentionality that I plan to be present and live the rest of the day to the fullest. And I think that when you act on things and you do things with more intention, I think that that is more inspirational than telling people what your plan is. Because if you've read a really good book and it's just a lot of narrative, like the person just thinking, and there's just like all this long-winded narrative, but no conversation, it's really boring. Like it could be the most beautifully written book, but if it's just like a bunch of words on a page with no action, it's not that interesting. You have no incentive to turn the page. But as soon as somebody has a conversation or they're doing something or they're engaged in something, that's when you want to follow along and you want to read the rest of the script. Right. That's a really good way to put it. Is there anything else that off the top of your head, if you are like, okay, I need to get it together. I've been slacking. I mean, both of us, I feel like we we both have said to each other, like, we kind of been slacking all summer. And not even necessarily slacking because we were being lazy, but just because we chose to prioritize mental health or fun with friends or, like, whatever over whatever else we had going on at the time. Um, but, you know, whenever it came time to buckle down, what's one thing that's in the forefront of your mind or a step or whatever it is, whenever you know it's time to, like, get it together or forget it forever? I think being 100% honest with yourself, like first and foremost, being 100% real with yourself. Is this something that I say I want to do because there's a certain societal pressure and a certain standard? Or is this something I actually really want to fucking do? Because a lot of people struggle with motivation and maybe you're not motivated to do the things that you say that you want to do because you don't really want to do it. Like, and that's okay. So to me, that's it. Like when I was, okay, I really need to get uh, my business more legit and more official. I made a couple of business systems investments lately, not huge, but small enough to make a big difference. Whereas it would allow me to work smarter, not harder right out of the gate so that I have the infrastructure in place to receive more clients because that is what I truly want. Mm -hmm. And the intention behind that was I am investing in this and this, a good lead form, a good automation system, and I set it and forget it, and then it's just there, and then I did something. So that for me, being honest with myself, yes, I really do want to do this, then focusing with an action. I love that. All the time, Gary Vee talks about being self-aware, and I think that that's exactly what that is. And I actually started using this a lot when I coach, I'll say to the people, be self-aware. Don't just go through the motions of the workout, first of all, you know, mind, muscle connection, all of that. But on top of that, sometimes I'll say, you know, if you need to take this modification or you need to pace yourself this set, you know, do what you got to do to finish it. But then I'll follow up with, be self-aware. Are you pacing yourself because the coach said you can pace yourself? Or are you pacing yourself because you actually have to pace yourself? Are you doing the modification because it's an option? Or because you really need to do it because you're really struggling with that exercise. Can you push harder? Can you do more? And that's going to change from day to day. Some days I go and do a workout and I feel great. 
you know, I'm applying this to working out, but this can apply to life. Some days I can get 100 tasks done. Some days I can be on point with my finances and all of those things. And some days I just really need to watch Netflix and not fucking do anything. It happens sometimes. Right. Be aware with yourself. Are you taking that self-care day because you need it or because you're just being fucking lazy? So being self-aware is huge, I think. Right. I almost feel like people aren't really inherently lazy. I just feel like there's a something that you're not being honest with yourself or you're stressed out and your way to deal with it is avoidance. Like I actually don't think people are lazy. I just think they're either like depressed or they're avoiding something that stresses them out and their coping mechanism is detaching. But that's just I think some people are lazy. <laughs> But a lot, I think a lot of people that is the situation, I definitely agree. And I also think it comes down a lot to people have a lot of negative self-talk in their head mm. and they don't think they can do it. Maybe they don't think that they can save $1,000. Maybe they don't think that they can lose 15 pounds. And so yeah. because they're sitting here thinking like to themselves, whether they say it out loud or not, that they can't do it. In turn, they're not taking action to achieve it. Right. So I think that's a huge thing too. And I think it comes down to also, we've talked about this before, it's not always about being motivated, it's about being disciplined. And you even said it yourself, you know, like your brain gets tired making a hundred decisions in a day. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking to somebody about this the other day. We were saying how it was weird. It was a Monday. It was actually this week. It was a Monday, and not that many people were at classes at F45, and then I went to the gym afterwards, and there was not that many people in there. And he was like, oh, how you doing? It was a guy that owned the gym when he greeted me, and I was like, ah, it's a, it's a rough one. Like, I wasn't feeling my best, and I was, like, saying that it's funny that, like, a lot of people kind of are lagging today. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? You're still here. He's like, that's the difference. Mm. And I said, yeah, because it's a choice. It's not... Will I go to the gym today? It's I'm going to the gym. Maybe my workout won't be as good as it is on other days. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I'm not there because I'm so motivated. I'm there because I made the choice that I have goals and that I'm going to keep my body healthy and that I'm going to stay in shape. And therefore, I'm at the fucking gym. Mm -hmm. so, so many people are like, how do you stay motivated? Like, I don't. <laughs> also, don't you think that you're kind of a little bit addicted to that instant gratification feedback loop of I feel accomplished and that's why you do it because you know that the feeling of that is much better than the feeling of I can't believe I didn't go to the thing today like you've just learned that it's a better feeling oh 1000% and that's the whole thing with that's why I like starting off my day with a workout I feel badass. Like, oh, I just did an F45 class? That's really hard. Oh, I just went and squatted all this weight? That's really hard. I did that. That's how I started my day. I'm a badass bitch. What can I do next? You know what I mean? Like, I love mm -hmm. that for me. That's how I yeah. like to start my day. That's how confidence is born. It's not, oh, you, you live up to a certain standard and you look better, you lose weight, and so other people give you you know, props and compliments. And so you get confidence. That's not how it is. It was the process of doing it, I think, that really creates that. Oh, for sure. I think the biggest thing for me with just having it together is stop fucking telling people you don't. <laughs> no, I love that so much. And 
going off of that, we put on our story this morning and um, and on our page on our Instagram. Follow us at It's All Bullshit Podcast, by the way, on the gram if you don't already. But yeah. Uh, we put on there and we were asking some people questions like what do they feel like they have to get it together with and some of these things I'm reading and the people that they came from I'm like this is so funny because to me like it seems like you have this down pat for example I have a friend who is a vegan her name's Christy I've talked about her before uh I think her Instagram is Christy from college. Yes, Christy from college. But her, she, that's not her Instagram. <laughs> no. Can you tell Christy she needs to change it to Christy from college? I actually love her Instagram name, or else I really would tell her to do that. So okay. her name is Christy, and she goes by Cree sometimes, and she's vegan. So her Instagram name is The Cregan. <laughs> and I love it. It's oh. like the C R E E G A N. I love it so much, but so she's vegan, and I talked about it before, she's like fit and works out, and she does a lot of sustainable things, like, you know, she's buying like, the products like, that you're not throwing away all the time, reusable things, all of that, all these like natural products and whatever else, and, but she says like she also wants to be like a normal person, so she's like trying to balance that, and it's funny because I'm like, I think, to me, you seem like a perfect fucking version of that, and yeah, obviously, we always think that we have room for improvement and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But if she wouldn't have ever, like, written that comment, I would have never thought that that was something that she, like, struggled on and wanted to work on improving. Yeah. I wonder if she means, like, going out and, like, eating out and, like, normal functioning social life. Like, if, the, if that's hard. She does that all the time, though. Like, she, like... Oh. She gets vegan pizza every week. Like, they go out all the time. Like, she – I don't think she really struggles to stay vegan, but I think more also, like – she's like, she doesn't want to be the weird friend. Like, I think – I guess I get sometimes, like, it could be difficult. Like, oh, sorry. Like, you know, you're – all your friends want to go get something. You're like, oh, like, I can't have that kind of vegan. Like, you don't want to be, like, annoying or whatever. And she's super cool about it, so she would totally just be like, oh, I'm good. Like, I ate ahead of time because I already knew that, like, I couldn't have that or I'll order something on my own, like, whatever. I do think sometimes, too, like – if you're not someone who's always thinking about, like, sustainability and stuff like that, it could, like, your other friends are like, really? Like, you're worried about that? Like, it's funny. We were, like, laughing at her one friend because she said she had a bunch of water bottles in her car. I was like, really? It's 2020. You ain't got a reusable water bottle yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what you doing? But if you're always the one with, like, everything, like, sustainable, like, you, you don't want to be, like, the weird hippie. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if none of your friends are like that. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think that one of the things is relocating. Like, if you're really worried about it, like, maybe, I don't know, where does she live? Uh, In the suburbs of Philly. Okay, well, that's why. Like, I get that. So she shouldn't, it shouldn't even be a thing in her mind, Christy, if you're listening. This is my opinion. Um, I don't even think it should be a thing in your mind that, like, you want to have, like, a normal life. Like, you are having a normal life. You're having, you're a human. We're all here. We're here for this human experience. Um, I don't know who's making you feel weird or whatever, but I can guarantee you, if you carried your whole brand of, you know, Christy from college, I'm sorry, Cregan to San Francisco, you would find a million people just like you. Like San Francisco is all about that stuff. So she probably, it's probably more noticeable to her that she stands out because of where she is. That's very true. That is for sure. One of the, the issues with the location there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you saw there was a theme that a lot of people were saying they struggle to balance things. So, you know, we touched on that a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but it's very about 
you know, finding those separate things. Like a lot of them were like work-life balance or like still making time for the gym and things like that. So, you know, lay out what you, you know, all those areas of your life and figure out how much time you have to dedicate to it. I have a friend who's a full-time nurse and she's going back to school to be a nurse practitioner. And she also wants to lose weight. And so she's like, and be normal. Like, she loves beer. She has a cheese board business on the side in Pittsburgh. It's called PGH Cheese Gal. If any of you guys yeah. need any cheese boards for the holidays, you oh, know, shop good. small, hook a sister up. Uh, her yeah. name's Abby. She has, like, all these things she's balancing, and she wants to lose weight. And she's like, but realistically, you know, I work these three twelves as a nurse, and then I have to focus on schoolwork. How do I even find time to do these workouts as well? And, you know, there's that thing like, oh, there's always time. You could sleep less, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you still want a good quality of life. So I understand that that feels like a huge struggle to balance that out. But at the end of the day, you have to look at what your priorities are. Like she only has, I think, like a year or whatever left of school. That's got to be one of the top priorities. She can't quit her job because she needs money. That's got to be a top priority. So now you have to decide, do you take a little bit out of your, your social life cup? Or do you, to put more into that time for fitness and health? Or do you let fitness and health sit on the back burner a little bit more? I'm not saying don't work out. Please do. It's great for your health. But, you know, just laying out, maybe make a list. You know, we're, we're big list girls over here. Yeah. <laughs> make a list and figure out where you can allocate your time. And then you can make a schedule from that list. Okay, this is at the top of my list. So I know that I need to pri- prioritize X amount of hours for that. Mm-hmm. And go from just, there. With that list, just be brutally honest about what is an acceptable level of activity for you. Yeah, like you said, you just got to put the things on the back burner. I remember when I started my business, it was, you know, not very balanced at all in the beginning. And oftentimes things aren't. And that's how balance is created. You tip over way too much on one side and then you fail at certain things. And by default, you're brought back to kind of like a center fulcrum. Mm-hmm. But just stop trying to make maybe balance it all and just have your priorities and wake up earlier if you can, if that is important to you. Like somebody else um, put that they want to wake up earlier and you just have to know why you're waking up earlier because if you don't know your why, you're just going to hit snooze because I'm not a morning, I'm not an early morning person at all because I mean, I tend to stay up late, but it happened this morning. I always set my alarm for 7 a.m. And then I like end up rolling out of bed at like 8. On this podcast, we're all about cutting out the bullshit. And I think this is a prime example of cut the bullshit. Like sometimes you just yeah. have to suck it up. Like you just need to be more tired. Like, yes, I'm not yeah. recommending getting less than six hours because you need to function as well. But if you have to sleep one less hour, sleep one less hour. If you have to do a type of workout that you don't fucking like because you only have 30 minutes, just suck mm-hmm. it up. Like, yeah, I get it. It sucks and you would prefer the other thing, but you can't always do the other thing. So mm-hmm. figure out what's going to work. Be realistic with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And there comes a point where you just have to do it. Like, do you think I fucking like eating like healthy foods all the time? Hell no. I love, if I could eat, donuts every day and still feel good because I couldn't I would feel like shit but yeah you know if I could have donuts and burgers and shit like that all the time I would but I'm gonna yeah. feel like trash and there's gonna be consequences to it so you either take the action and you do what you need to do or you live with the consequences you can't complain about things in your life if you're not doing action to change those things 
That's right. like one thing I'm huge about. Like me too. Where you you are where you are in life because of you. Yes, mm. I know things happen in life. I understand that I'm not acting, especially like when you're a child, things like that you really can't control. But once you get to a certain age as an adult, you have to choose how you react to these things that happen to you. Some of us had an easier life than others. Mm. And some of us have to fight harder to get to the top or fight harder to lose weight or fight harder Mm. to accept someone's love again. Some of us have a harder time. That's all there is to it. It's not fair, but you have to suck it up and you have to either do something about it or quit crying about it and just accept it. Accept that that's how it's going to be for you, which sounds miserable to me, but you do you, boo-boo. But but by accepting it, you're not like admitting defeat. Like you accept it and then you do something about it. Like there's that's a, what like, I mean. accept- Yeah, like acceptance is an action. Like, okay, this is going to be hard, but you know what's you know what's harder than like taking an action on something that you really want to do that you haven't been doing? Like, I don't know, let's say lose weight. So you're just miserable. The harder thing is just to stay in that misery. But people do that. I've done that. And I think that when people say, oh, they're so stressed out or this is giving me stress, it's not that that thing is giving you stress. It's that you're avoiding it. And, and you're you allowing avo- yourself to become stressed. Yeah. Like you avoiding it is stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what I meant. You, yeah, you worded it a lot better than I did. But, like accept it if and then take action or like accept that you're not going to do anything about it and accept that that's just what you're going to have to live with. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But I agree so much. I And that's what one thing, like, some things you just really can't change. Like, I had a situation that I grew up with. I'm not going to talk about it, but, and it was really hard for me. There was somebody that's very close to me in my life that's still in my life that did some really shitty stuff to myself and my family. And I had to decide, like, do I accept that this person is like this and be more understanding that, you know, they were raised a certain way. Like, I can't, I'm not going to make that as an excuse, but you know, this is why things like this happened or just, I don't know why for some things. And I can either accept it and move on, or I can just let it make me miserable my whole life. And every time I see that person that I'm going to see, just be upset about it and like, just think about it and hold it against them and make myself pissy and then cause family fights and whatever else. Like, so I had the choice to make. And it took me a really, really long time to accept that. And I think being away from that person longer helped a lot. But at the end of the day, like you just have a choice to make. You're not going to be able to fit everything that you want to do. And if you have goals, you have to eliminate certain people from your lives. Because let's be honest, if you took an inventory right now, you know, we're, we're, we're working at a department store here. We're going to the back closet. We're taking our inventory. We're seeing how many of this size, this size, this size we have, right? I guarantee fucking to you there's some shit that's just going to sit back there. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you can cut out mm-hmm. because they take up space. They're living rent free in your mind. Like you don't even realize how much. And if you just cut them out and it's not like, oh, but you know, they've been there for me for like ever. And oh, I got to go see this friend and I got to go and do this social thing. And it's like, no, you don't. Your true friends will really understand what your goals are. You know, mm-hmm. like when you were on bodybuilding prep and like, I would still go out and stuff here and there, but not as much because it was just like, I was tired. I was busy. I was, you know. And my true friends understood. My friends know nowadays, they don't even ask me to do anything during the week because they know I'm going to say no. They kept asking me, I was like, no, I don't do things during the week. I work during the week. I work out. I sleep. I rest. I have fun on the weekend. If you want to hang out with me, hit me up on the weekend. If not, no, I'm not getting dinner on a Wednesday night. Unless it's like a special occasion. It's your birthday. Like whatever. I I live sometimes. But like my friend called me one time on like a Tuesday. 
I was like, why are you even calling me? She's like, we're day drinking. I was like, no, you know, I'm not coming. Please. No, I'm not coming. I'm not. I have work to do. I've, it, unless you are in life where you want to be, keep fucking working. Like, I'm like, look, if I had a million dollars in the bank, hell yeah, I'll come out and get drunk on a Tuesday for no fucking reason. I love a mimosa, but I'm not where I want to yeah. be. So I got shit right. to do. Call me Saturday. See you then. I just think that that's more admirable to be this person who has, who can say no. I think that's a powerful thing. Oh no. And I don't like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. But like, oh, I have this priority, but how about let's do this day. And people start to learn. Like, have you ever dated a guy who just always wanted to ask you out the day of, have you ever had that experience? I really I just have. like, I don't know. I, I started dating Kevin like in college. So I didn't have like a normal dating scene life. Like in college, you're okay. just like, oh, you want to go blackout at cafe on teas? Yes, I do. And that's what you do. And now here we are. Um, my, my gay friend, Todd, he gave me this book called All the Rules. I promise I have a point. And it's so outdated, but he swore to me because when I was like 20, 21, I did not know how to date. Your girl was just going out with whomever, whenever, didn't matter. And I would accept dates because I got asked out. And those guys would be like, okay, cool. It's like now Wednesday, I'll pick, you know, let's go here or come over. And I'd be like, okay. But like I read that book and I kept losing these guys like because they lost interest, right? So I read that book and it was like, don't accept a Saturday night date after Wednesday was one of the rules. So and the whole point is like if a guy is – this is very outdated advice, but I think that the general theme still stands in all areas of your life, even even as a friend. Like don't be so available because a real woman who has priorities and takes really good care of herself – isn't available. Like we have those friends. Mm-hmm. Like we are those women. <laughs> right? I have a question. Yes. How good does it feel to say no? Is it just me or does it feel really fucking good? No is so empowering. Like no is like the sexiest thing I can say. So empowering. And when I say no to somebody else, because I'm saying yes to myself, that's when I know I've made real true human progress. I used to be that person that always said yes because I like always wanted to have fun and I always wanted people to like me and I wanted to be that girl. But like now I'm like, mm-mm, it's me time, baby. Speaking of no, no, we cannot continue on this episode because it's already getting a little lengthy. I know we gave you guys some yeah. fire advice today, but you know, and it is what it is. You guys are just going to have to keep submitting your questions, letting us know what you want to hear us talk about, and we'll keep it coming for the next one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. Really appreciate uh, your feedback and comments, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Love you guys. Thanks for listening and subscribe to get notifications of fresh, bullshit-free episodes each week. Follow us on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, at It's All Bullshit Podcast, or send your questions to hello at itsallbullshitpodcast.com.